0: Hey girl, hey! It's Casey Thompson, and welcome to the Hitch Bitch Podcast. I am so excited to have you guys join me. We are going to have a really interesting conversation in regards to my upcoming book, The Hitch Bitches Guide, as well as the five step personal transformation management process that I created. Now, we're not going to go into major detail on it, but I'm going to give you guys a little appetizer just so you guys know um, where the process came from and what inspired me to actually create it um, for women like you, as well as women like me. Uh, But before we get started, um, I have exciting news. The book is done, it's completed, and it is called The Hitch Bitches Guide to Going from Fiance to Badass Boss Wife. Um, So I'll be giving details uh, to you guys a little bit later. Um, on how you can actually go about purchasing the book, you'll be able to do that within the next few weeks. Um, And if you are not already doing so, please follow me on social media on Instagram, as well as Facebook. Uh, You can look me up. I'm really, really simple. I am the hitched bitch, you can't not not find me. All right, so let's go ahead and get into it. if you have, if the, if this is your first time actually tuning in um, and getting to know who I am as a person, um, I'll give you the quick and dirty. Uh, so I've been in the field of organizational change management um, for over a decade. So I'm not going to bore you with all the details, but needless to say, I've been working with clients on public, private sector side of the house and basically helping them, Uh, manage change with their employees and that can focus on changing culture, new processes, procedures, introducing new tools. Um, When something comes in to impact an organization, they usually bring in an individual such as myself with a skill set to help people properly transition and adopt whatever that new um, future state of mind is. Um, And so saying all that to say, Given my background, um, one of the things I found um, being a single woman Getting engaged now, having been happily married for over seven years, um, I realized that there was a direct correlation between all of the work that I was doing within organizational change management for my clients and how that actually was connected to me being able to go from single woman to being an engaged woman to being a happy and healthy, badass wife. And I wanna be able to share with you guys um, how I was able to do that and how I was able to basically translate those skills and build out this really amazing, cool process that I know is gonna help you guys. Um, So without further ado, Um, If you guys have been tuning in to my previous podcast, you'll notice that um, I've had some amazing experts. We had a sex therapist on um, slash infidelity coach. We had a relationship specialist focused on self-love. All of these ladies, um, Latrice Woe-Sue, as well as Renelle Nelson, they're all experts that are featured in the Hitch Bitches Guide. Um, So you'll get additional details and insight from them, um, as well as insight from myself, Um, but let's go ahead and get to it. So um, I usually like to write out some sort of questions or script in terms of what I actually want to um, convey on my podcast um, to my listeners, but today I just figured, you know what, I'm just going to freestyle and just kind of go with the flow and just kind of share with you all what my journey was in terms of getting married and what prompted me to create this process that I know is going to help you guys um, successfully transition from going from single to being engaged to being a wife. Alright, so let's go on and get into it. So in terms of the process that I created, it's five steps. Okay, so we have the exploration stage, the paradise stage, The contemplation stage, the transition stage, and then that happily ever after stage that we're all trying to make it to and not just have um, once we tie the knot, but how do we really sustain feeling that happily ever after um, with our significant others? So um, here, let me just go ahead and just kind of share a little bit about um, my experience. So um, I met an amazing man. Uh, and we have been, like I said, married for a little over seven years, we've actually been together for over 11. I can't even believe I'm saying that I feel like I'm dating myself. But um, given all of that, um, it was an interesting journey, um, to say the least. Um, and I'll say that um As I get into talking about this process, one of the things um, I did prior to meeting my husband was that um, I actually sat down and thought about what I wanted in a partner. Like I really sat down and mapped that out and what I call manifesting that into the universe. Um, And what I mean by that is that a lot of times we as women will sit down and we'll say, I just want to find a great guy. I don't understand why I'm not finding my prince charming. I've been out there. I've been dating. I've been doing X, Y, and Z. And I keep following, you know, the same patterns or I keep encountering all these fuck boys. I don't understand what my problem is. Um, And a lot of times it's us us as women were not taking the time to really think about what is important um, in a significant other. Um, I'll give you an example. Um, When I was looking to certainly find that special someone and find someone to settle down with who ended up being my husband, um, I had a couple of girlfriends that I was really, really close with. And the interesting thing about them was they were really focused on um, image, that materialistic side, um, really that, that Instagram, uh, side of the house in terms of, you know, we got to look good from an optics perspective. So I had girlfriends that wanted to know, well, what are his credentials? What kind of car does he drive? How tall is he? Um, and for me, I know that, you know, I was a little taken aback by some of my girlfriends who, you know, had been dating the same amount of time that I was and they were still caught up in little itty bitty petty details. um, Not looking at You know, whether or not this guy was ambitious, whether or not this guy was supportive, whether or not this guy was caring, compassionate, nurturing. They were more concerned um, with the fact that if they put on heels and were over six feet, that they might be taller than their significant other. So saying all that to say, um, there are a lot of women, I'm not saying that it's you, but they're so focused on those little optics and how people are going to perceive them um, out there in the world today, how they're going to look on their Instagram post or on Facebook or on Snapchat or whatever. Um, They're not focused on that quality guy that's really going to make them happy so um as, so let's just go on and we'll, we'll just talk about this. So in the exploration stage, you know, that's the time for you to be single. It's a time for you to focus on dating. Um another thing that I've encouraged a lot of my girlfriends to do and it's something that I did myself was date outside of your box. You know, we all have our type, you know, we might have the guy that you know, is a certain height, he works a certain place, has a certain type of resume, um, and he looks so good on paper. But there are a lot of guys out there that we're totally turning a blind eye to because either they didn't go to the right school, they don't work out five days a week, they're not vegan, they haven't traveled to 50 countries yet. um, And it's just totally absurd. So One thing I did was um, I really challenged myself during the exploration stage to date different guys. Um, And it just so happened that I came across my husband And the funny thing about it is, is that as much as I was open during that exploration stage, I was also very, very judgy at the same time and partially, probably because um, I was taking on the qualities of many of my girlfriends. So even though I said I was open, I was a little open, but I was still judging um, because I was like, who is this guy? So um, when I met my husband, it was actually at a game night and um, I was running late because, uh... I'm always running late in many ways, shapes, and forms. But, anywho, he happened to be running late. He's a guy that's always punctual. And we walked up together. And um, I remember seeing him. I thought he was super attractive. Um, but the first thing that came to mind was, this guy's got to be a pretty boy. He looked too well kept to me. And I was just like, I don't have time for this. Um, I don't need a guy that's going to look better than me. Um, and for In that instant, I almost was turned off and was not going to be open to talking to him because I felt like I needed a guy that was a little bit more rough around the edges. Still professional, but um, maybe not as well kept as my husband or in terms of the way he had um, portrayed himself to be at the time. Um, But luckily he asked for my number. I was totally open. Um, He called me a few days later and look ladies, the rest is history. Um, We're married and now we've got two kids. So um, anywho, um, again, within that exploration stage, that's the first stage in this five step personal transformation management process. You really want to take time to sit down and self reflect, think about who you are as a woman. And think about the qualities that you want in a guy that are not going to be good just from an optics perspective. Forget the resume, forget the amazing photo shoots you guys could have on Instagram or on Facebook. Really think about that guy. Um, Is he going to be there for the long haul? Does he get you as a woman? Do you get him as a man? Um, And really map that out. Um, Another thing um, I would say women should focus on doing in the exploration stage, and this is something that I actually did as well, was I sat down to think about what my personal and professional goals were. Now, a lot of women will look, they'll try to find the guy, but they're so caught up in finding the guy that they don't want to focus on finding themselves and I have so many amazing girlfriends who have either been dating men um, or they've actually tied the knot and they've been married for quite some time and then all of a sudden they wake up one day and they're like I have no idea who I am I don't know what I want to do I don't really know what my interests are what my passions are Um, I don't know what my purpose is And um, I can't help but think that during that single and dating um, phase within that exploration stage, they didn't take time to really figure out who they were um, and what they wanted to accomplish. Um, I think one of the, I won't say I think, I know one of the keys um, to success currently in my relationship with my husband has been that I've really stayed true and very solid to what my personal and professional goals um, were while we were dating as well as what they are now and um, because my husband is such a great ambitious and supportive man in his own right i think that he's been able to understand who i am as a woman and he's been able to support me uh, on my journey uh, to be able to be the best me and to really be that badass boss wife that i talk about a lot in the hitch bitches guide. Um, So um, for that exploration stage, if I could leave you guys with a couple of points, think about really who you are as a woman. So that's number one, think about who you are. Um, Number two, forget the resume, you know, think about the qualities of the guide. There are so many men that look good on paper, but like I said, they're fuck boys in person. So really think about that. Um, the third step is really focus on what your personal and professional goals are and make sure that you yourself feel comfortable with achieving those and make sure that whatever partner you're with can help you also um, move and grow because part of being a couple is not just one succeeding it's both of you succeeding it's both of you growing um, and growing together and being happy together so so those are the three things that I want you guys to kind of take away with, um, from that exploration stage. Um, And of course, we talk a whole lot more about that in the Hitch Bitches Guide. um, But that's just kind of, you know, a little bit for you guys to, you know, digest for the time being. So for the second stage, we have the paradise stage. So um, once you've been dating, Through that exploration stage, let's say things are going amazing, you know, the both of you are moving toward that path of marriage, and your guy gets the ring, so he's popped the question. So, during that paradise stage, you're actually engaged, you know, you are feeling a ton of emotions. But the fact that you got that bling, you got the ring, um, it's really that joyful, happy, exciting time, you know, of just. Being engaged, um, and what I what I did, um, or at least attempted to do, um, was really try to enjoy that time frame. Um, for me, my enjoyment was a little bit more limited because um, I had a little bit more complexities, which we'll talk about a little bit later. Um, but during the paradise stage. Um, I encourage women to really relish in that, um, don't feel like you have to get married in three months or six months, or you've got to plan this elaborate wedding that is going to go viral, um, that's going to look good, um, on social media, I keep going back to that, um. Or that's going to look great for your, your friends and for your family members, um, for your co-workers. Um, don't even bother in that paradise stage. Just focus on you and your partner. Um, because it's a happy time. It's a time that you guys should celebrate. Um, and the reason being is because you guys have really dated. You've gone through that fire and you found each other. Um, So I would say in the paradise stage was, which is that stage two, is really just focus on being um, excited. Um, And um, from there, one thing I found is that more often than not, um, a very high percentage of women, you know, you feel like you're on top of the world in that paradise stage. However, you all um, and myself included, there's always that, um, it's always that, that moment when you kind of come down from being on cloud nine, and you're just kind of like, whoa, what is this? What's going on? And so that takes you into what is called the contemplation stage. Um, so within the contemplation stage, like I had mentioned to you guys a couple minutes ago, when I made it to the paradise stage, I was happy. But then I had some other complexities that I was dealing with that kind of shot me into the contemplation stage. But um, if I could define the contemplation stage for you, it is the, the stage in which you deal with all of your different emotions and what you're feeling um, through coming out of that paradise stage. So so as I mentioned, in paradise, you're feeling on top of the world, you know, you're like, I've got my amazing man, I'm gonna have an amazing wedding, we're gonna have an amazing future. But then reality sets in and you start really thinking about what does it mean to actually be a wife. Um, and for myself, um, being a the paradise stage. Um, I really, really wish I could have said I was in the paradise stage for my whole engagement. Um, you know, but I was only in the paradise stage probably for oh I don't know maybe like a week, a week maybe two weeks of that, um, and it's because. I immediately went from feeling um, on top of the world to really being overwhelmed. Um, I knew that I found this amazing man, but at the same time, I was like, oh my God, what does it mean to be a wife? Like, I have no idea what it means. Um, and, you know, for some of you, you may have come from, you know, really good, solid, um, you know, family upbringings. Um, for myself, I was raised by a single black mother, um, who had um, her own complexities with her own relationship with my dad. And, um You know, I was surrounded by aunts and uncles that didn't really have those stable relationships. And so, you know, I thought to myself, I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'm about to get married, but do I even know what it means to be a, to really be a wife? Um, And so in that contemplation stage, one of the things that I'll say that I really realized was there are so many emotions that myself and other women like you might be experiencing, It could be you feeling overwhelmed, you could be feeling a sense of loss, um, feeling like you're losing your identity because you're like, oh my god, I'm going to be somebody's wife. Am I still going to be, you know, am I still going to be Casey? Am I still going to be, you know, um, Sarah? Am I still going to be, you know, Keisha? Am I still going to be whoever? You know, are you going to be able to hold on to who you are, in getting married and not lose yourself in joining forces in getting married to a man, um, you could also be feeling sadness. You know, you're leaving that amazing single girl life. You know, where you're where you're going out on a ton of dates. You know, you're hanging out with your girlfriends. You know, every weekend you could be feeling that sadness. Um, you could also be in denial. There could be anger. There could be fear for um, the expectations, you know, not knowing what's required of you. There could be resentment, um, depression, certainly, reflection and just overall being anxious. So in that contemplation stage, like I said, there's a ton of emotions. I mean, certainly you're still happy. You're still very, very optimistic because you finally found the man of your dreams, but it's wrapped in with all of these different emotions. So one thing, um, like I said, in this five step personal transformation management process that I created was, I had to really go back and look at my journey as I was evolving. You know, I had manifested this amazing guy, I knew what I wanted. Um, I got the ring, I was on cloud nine, but then I immediately took a dip into that contemplation stage. And I was just thinking about all the things um, that were required of me as a woman, Um, the sacrifices that I would have to make the sacrifices that my significant other um, would have to make, Um, you know, I thought, you know, I'm a successful woman in business, but will I be a successful woman um, being someone's wife? You know, I mean, with um, certainly my upbringing and looking at the high um, rate of divorce statistics that are out there where um, over 40, really nearing 50% of a lot of marriages over time, they end up having to be dissolved and people get divorced. I was definitely afraid of what I was up against. So within the contemplation stage, here's a couple things that I did. Um, And this is also mentioned in the book, The Hitch Bitches Guide. Of course, I'm doing shameless plugs throughout all of this. But I just want you guys to know, again, this is just a high level appetizer of what you guys are going to get in a um, but I really had to focus. I, I So the first thing I did was I said, I've got to get a therapist. You know, there's nothing wrong um, with mental health. Um, you know, I look at that as being a form of self-care, a form of self-love. And I have an amazing therapist. I sat down with her and I talked about, you know, all of my challenges, all of my fears, all of my concerns. And she helped me. Um, do a lot of internal reflection. We did a lot of journaling activities. Um, there were a lot of communication activities that I had with um, with my husband, well, fiance at the time, to be able to help get me over the hump so that I could really feel um, comfortable with some of the challenges I was encountering, and then also feel comfortable communicating that with my partner. Um, I mean, I will say this. Um, One reason I wrote this book was because... At the time, I didn't feel that I could share all of these concerns and feelings with my friends and with my family. And because of that, I wrote this book because I know there might be some of you out there that are like me that don't want to maybe share all your business. And so you're struggling internally and you don't necessarily know what to do. Um, You know, you want to be married, you know, you want to be happily married, but you don't know how to deal with those challenges and struggles struggles that you might encounter during that contemplation stage. So um, like I said, number one, I sought out an amazing therapist who helped me. Um, number two, um, we did premarital counseling. Um, my husband and I, we actually went through our church and, you know, certainly, um, that doesn't necessarily work for everyone, but you don't have to go through your church to get premarital counseling. You can go through another, um, you know, licensed family therapist to get assistance, but, um, I would highly recommend you do that, um, either individually, um, or as a couple, Um, certainly both helped uh, myself and my husband. Um, For that second aspect, so like I said, I did individual therapy, we did the premarital counseling, the third component was I did a lot of reflection, I did a lot of journaling, um, in terms of thinking about you know what I wanted out of a relationship, what I envisioned success, um, envisioned success to be in a marriage, um, and that really helped me um, continue to manifest that positive vision of marriage. Um, and then that fourth component was I sought out um, what I call marriage coaches, um, and. You know, in the informal sense. So um, there are a couple of couples that I really, really looked up to. They'd been married for you know 25 plus years. They had been happily married, and I looked for them. Um, some of them were in my inner circle. Some of them might have been a little bit on the the outer rims of my circle. But I looked to them. Um, to really be able to to talk to and be able to model, um, you know, some of the things that work for them in their relationship, in my own relationship, as I was again, transitioning to becoming um, a wife and that helped. So again, this is something that we'll talk a little bit more about in the book, but there are a lot of women that are in that contemplation stage that they're, you know, fearing a lot of, you know, what could change in their relationship. But, you know, the four steps that I took Um, I'd certainly recommend you all consider that as well. And there's some other tools and tips that I have in the book as well that will help you guys. Um, The fourth stage is the transition stage. And so this stage is really focusing on self. So after you have learned those tools and um, techniques um, to help you in the contemplation stage, and you've been a bold, badass bitch, and you've been able to take all those emotions, you know, by the balls and say, all right, I can take control Um, that's when you start to transition. That's when you start evolving um, and really breaking away from that single girl mindset, from that engaged fiance woman mindset. And now you are really setting yourself up to be that happy and healthy bride because you've dealt with all the dirty work. You know, there's a lot of women um, that are afraid to deal with their dirty laundry. And they don't want to be in the trenches. They don't want to do the dirty work. They just want to focus on the optics and just get the ring. And they feel that they can solve their issues. They can solve their problems um, later on down once they get the ring. If they can just make it through the, the wedding, just make it down the aisle, they'll figure it out on the backside. And I would strongly, strongly, strongly discourage anybody from doing that you want to do your dirty work up front, so that you can have a clean slate really moving forward. So in that transition stage, it's really where you get to focus on yourself, you get to say, I have a plan. Now, I know what I need to do to um, maintain that self love, that self care, that self awareness of who I am as a woman, how I can make sure that that I feel comfortable with who I am going into this marriage. Um, You also, at this time, understand what it means to really effectively communicate with your partner um, and share um, any concerns or challenges you might have so that you guys can work on that together. Um, And you really just can focus on, like I said, taking that control as you move into that happily ever after stage, which is the fifth stage that we're going to actually talk about. So, um, the happily ever after stage, um, that is you have gotten the ring girl, you dealt with all your shit, and you are now able to walk down that aisle. You are focused on being committed. You've accepted your new role. Um, and you just feel empowered. You know, you feel empowered to be able to be who you are as a woman and be able to bring all of it to the table because you know that you've picked an amazing man that's going to allow you to flourish and grow and be who you are and not have to live in any shadows um, I know that's a fear of a lot of women that they will get married and they'll have to live in the shadows of the relationship or from their husband but um, that's not a happy or a healthy relationship and if you I promise you um, me having been the initial guinea pig if you go through these steps Um, and really focus on yourself um, and really integrate your fiancé and soon-to-be husband into this process, you're going to feel so much better once you reach that happily ever after stage. Um, And Certainly, happily ever after, that's not just where it ends. You know, everybody will tell you those people that have been married for years is that once you tie the knot, that's when the real work actually begins. And and I do agree with them in many aspects. But by really focusing on that five-step personal transformation management process that I walked you guys um, through briefly Really, really focusing on that is going to lay that solid foundation that you guys need to set you up for a good marriage. Think about it like a house. You don't want your house just built on sticks, um, built of hay or whatever. I don't even know where I'm getting this three little pigs analogy, but um, maybe it's my son. Uh, (laughs) But saying all this to say, you want a solid foundation. And you want to be able to build on that. So that's setting you up for that happily ever after. Um, I will say that um, we'll talk a little bit later on about what happens after that happily ever after and how do you work through some of those challenges? Because again, like I said, we know it doesn't just stop here. Um, But again, happily ever after, you've been able to, you know, accept who you are, you know who you are, you feel comfortable in your new role, you feel empowered. And at the end of the day, you're going to feel happy. So um, again, that's the high levels from the five step personal transformation management process. And like I mentioned, um, we certainly talk a lot more about it in the book. Um, so um, I'm like I said, I'm so excited about this book. So um, that's it for the five step process. So um, So what I'll do is I'll use the next, you know, minute or so just to kind of give you guys a breakdown of the book. Um, So as I mentioned to you guys, it's called the hitch bitches guide to going from fiance to badass boss wife. And this book has a ton. I mean, like it's it's crazy. Um, a ton of interviews from women just like you that are sharing challenges from anything from communication to sex and intimacy, to desire, to children, to career, to finances, to prenuptial agreements. Um, to um to cheating, I mean, um, dealing with family dynamics, mother in law's, um, culture. I mean, there there is so much that's in this book. Um, so I've interviewed women that are similar to you in terms of their challenges. They share what they did to be able to work through some of the challenges. I give you the hitch bitch perspective. And then on top of that, I have intertwined um advice from amazing experts across um, the field um, of, you know, family and marriage counseling, sex therapy. So you guys are getting a lot in this book. Like I said, this is just tip of the iceberg that I'm giving you guys. Um, So yeah, I mean, we're coming up on our time um, for this podcast. But um, again, if you guys follow me on social media, um, on Instagram and on Facebook at, at the Hitch Bitch, you've seen me talk about the personal transformation management process um, in my different posts. And so this was an opportunity to just kind of dive a little bit deeper into that. Um, and I hope you all enjoyed it. So, um, I think I was a little bit more bougie today. Um, I don't think I was, you know, as hood, you know, because that's part of the hitch bitch, uh, mindset where you know, a a, 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 champagne glass with a little shot of hood. Um, but nonetheless, I hope you all enjoyed it. So, um, anywho, um, go off ladies, be bad, be bold, be bitchy. Um, and, um, I will, you know, like I said, give you guys details in the coming weeks on the hitch bitches guide to going from fiance to badass boss wife on where you guys can purchase that. So stay tuned for my next podcast, um, as well as follow me on social media to get details. Take care.